Hey guys, welcome to the PR Podcast. Have you guys raising your PRs in and outside the gym? I'm here with my two amazing hosts, Morgan and Annabelle. How are we doing today, guys? Doing good. Fantastic. Ready to roll. Yeah. So um, last night, um, I got a leg workout in and Annabelle actually joined me for this leg workout. So pretty cool because I've put both of you guys through a bodybuilding workout, Morgan through arms and Annabelle last night through um, a quad dominant leg session. And what we focused on was eccentric movements. So we made sure that we did six second negatives for almost all of our movements. Uh, so we did uh, um, squats, we did leg press, and then we ended up going towards um, close stand squats on the Smith machine for for a burnout towards the end and just to really get a really quad focused workout at the very, very end, just burn them out. And then we did a lot of uh, lunges in between for supersets and we burnt a lot of calories. I never felt so tall. Like tall? <laughs> counting six seconds down from oh. the squat. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, what? I still got, I still got. Okay, so why would you guys even do six seconds on the squat? Explain Ooh. that to me. Man, you know what? I wish I had the study. So there's a study that, that just got released showing that um, six second negatives or eccentric movements, we want to get technical with the, with the word, um, is actually amazing for uh, muscle activation for hypertrophy. So it's great for bodybuilding. And so um, I read the research and I started to implement it uh, with a lot of my workouts, especially like chest and arms, like especially like bicep, triceps. Like I feel like that completely fried my arms. Um, so it was my first time incorporating it for squats as well. And Annabelle just happened to show up on the right or wrong day, depending on That sounds on like feels. torture, to be honest. It was, I, I personally wouldn't want to do humbling. that. It's super humbling. So like yeah. I had only 45s on and I was working to 135. And I could usually do that for volume. But this was five sets of six to eight reps yeah and they were all six seconds every six single second one. lower i'm pretty and sure so there has I, to be a different way to do that i'm pretty sure it can't be <laughs> i mean something I, that it doesn't sound i mean we're not smart to me we're not going to do like every single <laughs> yeah know, school workout but okay. i think it's nice to kind of switch it up shock the muscles mm. a little bit make them work in a way that they're not used to being worked and then we we pre-exhausted the muscle before we started doing squats we did um like what three sets of like 15 on the on the quad extension just more lightweight just kind of get oh, yeah. the blood flow going before we even start Use the a squats. Lot of machines and i'm not used to mach- well, using be, machines i i start but. with machines to warm up then i end with machines at the very very end like whenever like my body's kind of towards that part where i know it's gonna be a little more difficult to control free weight that's when i start to imp- uh implement the machines more to make sure i can still get good technique without having to worry about controlling uh the free bars okay so it's a labor day weekend this probably won't be out by then but (laughs) you guys got any special plans lined up for this weekend no 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 barbecue usually uh, usually my family have like a little barbecue so i'm sure one of those probably pop up i might get a text message from like my own course like that hey come on over no lakes, no hikes. I know you and the Tim yeah, and the so puppies today, like going out. Actually, yeah, you yeah. and the, the, the Tim. <laughs> the the Tim. So guy. today, Shout first, to he was going to say, aw. Yeah. We bonding, bro. Whatever. <laughs> so today we're supposed to go to Joshua Tree, but it's going to be like 102 degrees. So we said, oh, perfect. let's skip that. So we're going to go to the mountains instead. Like as soon as we leave here, we'll probably go and eat and wait till it cools down and then go to the mountains. Nice. And then tomorrow I'm going to a concert with my parents. Rock like on. Uh, Pepe Aguilar. Pepe Aguilar. Do you know who that is? It's some Mexican know. music. Like That's super. All I know. Like so, he's gonna be on horseback. It's Beatles. like a concert where, like, instead of a stage, he's on horseback, like in like a thing. I don't know. I'll probably Snapchat it. Nice. So you guys can watch yeah. or Just do not Snapchat the entire concert. You okay. get about a three snap <laughs> limit. After that, 
Oh, what's honey, wrong with that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow yeah. you. I'm gonna, I have to unfollow you. What's wrong with that? That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, so I'm kind of excited about that. That's tomorrow, and then um, I don't think I have plans on Monday. Probably and, a barbecue or something. And you actually okay. joined the 75 Hard with Morgan now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, six. that's right. Six. Let's go. Yeah, so seventy-five hard. Obviously, you guys do two workouts a day, forty-five minutes. One yeah. of them has to be outdoor cardio. You have to read ten pages in a book a day, and then you guys—is um, it your guys' personal choice to give up alcohol? Or? No, it's, it's part, part of it of actually. It. Oh, it's part of it. I thought it wasn't, <laughs> that was but not it's a part of it. Choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a part of it. I didn't know that. I just recently saw that because you tagged me on the actual calendar. I hadn't oh, seen okay. that before. Oh. Okay. And it's uh, it's clearly says right there no alcohol. Mm. So I was like, oh shit, okay. Oh, there you yeah. go. Well, but and um, then somebody else, because uh, somebody else that I follow is also doing it, okay. and I think he's about like thirty something days in, oh, and nice. he mentioned there's like um like a bat like a or no, a cold shower like a five minute cold shower. Fuck. Yeah, I didn't see nah, that. Nah, that ain't so in there. That's just probably <laughs> something he's doing. Was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um. But yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. It's. I think okay, so. Cause you had started it like a while ago, yeah, a couple weeks ago, and yeah. initially, like I was like, mm, it ain't for me. Cause, yeah, but yeah. I think because I have a I have a fear of failure. Okay. So like when you told me about it the second time, like I researched a lot. Like I like and by research, not formal research. Like I looked at like other people's YouTube. experiences and like strategies. Yeah, YouTube, <laughs> Tips, like tricks, people who have gone through it. Yeah, what? Hard. Yeah, what they so and that helped a lot. Like like really really planning your day and strategizing everything like is, is super helpful yeah so i was scared about not being able to do to jump on it now yeah and you have to do cardio anyways right so you should do yeah but some outdoor. To, to have to plan the outdoor cardio like it's so much easier just to like go in my garage on my treadmill yeah because obviously yeah. i'm on competition prep so it's, it's a little does bit it different count if you roll your treadmill out of the garage <laughs> yeah it does it does you, you, you could take your treadmill and put it outside right? it just has to be outdoor <laughs> yeah okay. and it can yeah. be so that's one of the things that's one of the strategies because someone's like oh i can't do 45 minutes of cardio like it doesn't have to be cardio it can be a swim it can be like a yoga flow it could be anything that's like i think the point is vitamin d right yeah. like you're getting yeah. Sun exposure, stop it. Get that <laughs> Oh my gosh. While we're on the subject, I've been waiting for it to to rain or some bad weather. So I can feel like a like a warrior running. I'm dreading running that. Running I don't the rain. Mean rain but if it's I'll, I'll cold, for that. Yeah, uh, it's cold. I can't wait to that. Just put on can't put wait. on the hoodie and just like run and feel like David Goggins for a day. Like hey. 45 minutes. Mental no. calluses. You don't know who that is? Bill? Yes, of oh. course I know oh, okay. David okay. Goggins. Okay. I'm just saying. Bill does mental, mental calluses. <clears throat> Man, I'm going to have um, someone recording me. I'm going to be speaking to the camera. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll record you. I'll be driving in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Morgan. Oh, I'll record <laughs> you. That'll be I'll yeah. knock them both out. Um, but anyways, yeah, so it's been fun. Six days, six days in, almost. Nice. Six day now. I still have to get a second session and read. I need to take a selfie daily as well. Or probably yeah. a selfie. Yeah. Progress, yeah. progress photo and you don't have to post it or anything which is that's cool so obviously we're doing two workouts a day so that leads us into our topic for the day which Mm -hmm. is uh recovery recovery and recovery modalities strategies whatever you want to call it yeah so we're gonna go over basically um a, a wide array of different types of recovery. We're not going to get too crazy into the science of, of this type of stuff. We're going to just like kind of touch on it a little bit. And then later on, if somebody wants to really get into the science of each specific one, we'll be way more than happy to do that as well. Um, but yeah, but recovery is pretty, pretty um, important when it comes to obviously fitness. Yeah. So we, the way we're going to do this, we're going to break <coughs> it down. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, the way we're going to do this, we're going to start with the recovery strategies we think 
are least likely to help mm -hmm. and then kind of work backwards to the ones we absolutely believe you guys should be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the least likely ones are the ones that are kind of trending right now. Yeah. They're like hot, <clears throat> hot topics, that, hot ways to do recovery to and, address that. And usually involve the second person. Yeah, you know, like massaging and stuff like that too. A little more uh, luxury, yeah. I, I guess you can say, as uh, for these forms of recovery. Um, so, um, number one, I, I guess, do you guys want just want to group those that group together for these ones? Yeah, like, yeah okay. we can. So we're gonna group together um, cryotherapy, therapy, uh, cupping therapy, scraping therapy, percussion therapy, um, typical massaging, foam rolling, and electro uh, stimulation on the muscle. Um, so cryotherapy. Cold therapy, um, obviously making the muscles cold with ice, ice bath, cryotherapy, that's kind of been around for a long, long time. Cryotherapy itself, though, is, is relatively a little bit more new, where you actually put yourself to a crowd, um, a crowd chamber and it throws out um, nitrogen and it freezes freezes the body, usually around negative 250 degrees for about three to four minutes, uh, depending on the person and location you go to, how cold it is. Um, there's not too much science behind this because it is a little bit more of a newer trend. So it's kind of like one of those things like try it out, see how you feel. And if you feel like it's working for you, then 100% try it out. But the main problem with the cryotherapy is obviously going to be the the price. Typically, it's a little bit pricey. I know, Annie, I, I know you um, have an idea of how much it is. Yeah, it, it depends on where you go, mm -hmm. but it's anywhere from like 20 to 80 like yeah, per session. For, for like dollars. a three-minute session. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> So, and it's like some places will have a membership or some places will have like a, um, like a, like punch card kind of method. Yeah. So you go, you know, five times, get the six free or whatever. So, but the idea is like, they take the science from like cold, right? Like, cause you want to blunt, um, when we're talking recovery, like a lot of time it has to do with inflammation. So there's inflammation coming from when we're in the gym, breaking down muscle, like a natural response of the body uh, it's an immune response it's gonna draw in a bunch of blood and nutrients to try to repair that area so inflammation is natural so the idea is that cold like how we used to do ice is gonna stop the inflammation or blunt it so it's not gonna cause um too much distress yeah and for someone personally i i do i've done crowd therapy um, a handful of times i really like to do it after i get other work done like after i get like percussion massage i like to end off all that stuff with crowd therapy and i feel like it does kind of help you with the process of that type of recovery um, but based on the science behind it it doesn't really help too well with like pre-existing injuries and like you know things that actually need to be you know a little more well taken care of it's more kind of like a short-term small touch to the added uh tip of the iceberg recovery but it should not be like your one problem solve all for recovery whatsoever it's yeah. not magic yeah let's yeah. make this clear this re recovery the terms we're talking about it it's not recovery as an in injury recovery this is more like a training recovery correct yeah yeah more just like almost on the skin surface like yeah. anti-inflammatory and it's not going to work way way deep and mm -hmm. you know help actually cure these type of injuries that people might have like long term like shoulder tears or nothing like that might help reduce inflammation a little bit for you know a day or two but definitely not um, a solve all um, solution uh, next would be cupping therapy where cupping therapy actually um, pulls on the skin and helps create like this uh, i think they call it like a negative force to help helps uh, relieve knots and uh, helps increase blood flow this uh, relatively does have a lot of research on it and uh, it's been around for hundreds of years in practice in, in asia for a long time and so the um, the research behind this is pretty awesome um it seems to be pretty solid 
Um, the only problem is it leaves these crazy marks all over your body, and it got a little popular during the Olympics. With oh, Michael like Phelps. Hickey's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hickey's Michael all, Phelps. Yeah, Michael Phelps made it very popular during the Olympics, and that's when it got really, really big. People mm-hmm. were like, what's he doing? You know, he's winning gold medals. So obviously, people want to kind of follow that trend. <laughs> But with, any, but with any trend, he's make doing sh- so much more than cupping to yeah. get a gold medal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just make sure with any trend, though, uh, to make sure that you guys are doing your own research and seeing that if that would be a good solution for yourself as well. Don't just follow trends because you see, you know, top athletes doing it uh, and make sure you're actually going to be able to benefit from this before you guys actually invest money into it. Um, next would be um, scraping therapy, where scraping is pretty much like massage therapy, just with a different. So you usually use like a metal tool, helps break down the muscle. Same thing, increase the blood flow. So it's great to kind of add with that cupping. Uh, same thing with percussion therapy, where that's usually used with the percussion gun, like a hypervise or hypervolt um, massage gun. Same thing, beat down the muscle, increase blood flow. That's that's all. All these are It's all about increasing blood flow, breaking down the muscle. You know, trying to get those knots out and help give you more range of motion. That's really what you know we're going for right now. And how? So, and and with scraping and percussion, mm-hmm. you obviously would have like a professional or somebody. It doesn't have to be a professional, but somebody that is aware of like anatomy and physiology, like where muscle insertions happen, because they kind of follow the line of like the muscle, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't yeah. just go and be like, oh, my back hurts and like scrape or it percussion in your back. So it's like, it's methodical. Yeah. It's like where you're targeting areas that are causing pain. And a lot of the time, like if they know what type of exercises you're doing, like they can say, okay, like this is probably caused or caused by squat. So let's like, you know, run down this line of the muscle or something. So yeah. Especially if you have your own percussion gun, you have to make, make sure you're not actually like beating into like your ligament because you think it's a muscle <laughs> and you're like, Oh, I have pain right here. And next thing they're actually doing more damage than actual yeah. good. Or if, if you know, you're doing like, um, just make sure you're not hitting bones and stuff like that either. Obviously that's, mm-hmm. that can't result in anything good. <laughs> um, and then foam rolling. Uh, foam rolling, I think we all use foam rolling. Um, quad, you know, release is good for warming up, top increase uh, range of motion before workouts. It's good for cool downs to help, uh, you know, get that, get that lactic acid out so you recover a little bit faster. You're not as sore. Um, Morgan, I know you you use the foam roll a lot. Yeah, not not really. Being a, being a power lifter. <laughs> I actually don't use it a lot um, because I don't think it does much for you. Okay. I, it can. I, I stand corrected. Yeah, I, I don't. That, I that no, I don't really use it much. <laughs> the only time I would use a foam rolling or like a lacrosse ball is maybe on one day when I'm going to squat or deadlift, I feel like just really tight and I can't get into proper position. Mm -hmm. It kind of just helps with that range of motion, like you said, but I don't use it as a recovery method at all. Like more so to warm up. Yeah. More so before I start working out, just so I could get in the proper position for my squat or for a deadlift, but that's about it. And and to be clear, you don't use a foam roller either as like your one thing you do for a up you also do like static movements and like no no static movements what do you do i uh, more dynamic okay so i'll do like a, i'll if i'm a performer squat i'll perform squats body weight squats body weight squats and if i feel okay shit I'm, i need a little bit more then i'll use the the lacrosse ball or a foam roll to kind of give me that extra range of mo- yeah, range where of motion where you're feeling the tightness in the joints and whatnot yeah yeah that's so about and, it and i'm kind of similar too like so for like foam roller i like using it after but it's more just like a like okay i'm done like, like a routine just lay over this yeah, and like hear yeah. stuff crack but yeah. like uh for getting into a squat too like i'll do some body weight squats and then if like a lot of the time like my hamstrings or like my inner thighs are sore or like I don't know, like tight sometimes mm-hmm. or if, if I haven't worked out. So like I'll do like just sitting like right with like a weight, like mm-hmm. a weighted, like just 
it's like a goblet squat yeah and sit at the bottom but like if i feel like that's not even helping like you shift a little bit back and forth right then i'll do the foam roller like and i'll use that for like my inner quads yeah but that's about it yeah yeah and the good thing about the foam roller too is that you can use it yourself you don't need a partner for that and you can have one at home the gyms usually have them too but yeah. you, can, you know I, w- I would highly recommend getting one just for yourself at home for the days you don't go to the gym uh just to help loosen up the muscle especially if you are really tight and they're relatively not too expensive like i literally got mine at, i think like a marshall's for like 10 bucks and it was a, it's a good one mm. it's nice and dense and and it gets the job done so i think it's definitely something that everybody should have um inside their like recovery regimen just to kind of help out yeah yeah so yeah basically and then I, I think we kind of just glazed over massage. Mm-hmm. So massage is something similar. Like it's more of a luxury too. It's pricey a lot of the time. So it's usually I think they charge about a dollar a minute. It's like the standard, sometimes more, sometimes less. But um, the idea is the same. It's just bringing in blood flow. Like you're stimulating on the surface of the surface of the skin. Sometimes like if you get like a deep tissue, then they'll dig in a little bit uh, into like your knots are like deeper into your Mm. muscles but the idea is the same as just to bring in more blood flow and what bringing in more blood flow does it just brings in nutrients to like fix an area like so if there's like inflammation or like acute inflammation like soreness um you're kind of just getting like blood circulation blood circulating through that area so it kind of feels better faster yeah and i like that you brought that up because so like these methods you got to put it into context as well so if you're looking into more like building muscle or strength gains, whatever, it's probably not a good idea to be doing this after every session because you're going to take away from the, uh, what's the word, adaptations that are supposed to occur. But like, say if you're a soccer player or a basketball player, and then the next day you have another basketball game, then it might be in your benefit to use these methods just to feel better. But if you're just trying to grow muscle, like most people are, well, they probably listen to this podcast or get stronger you might not want to be doing these every single day because it might hinder your progress. They all serve to sort of blunt inflammation and we should make it known like inflammation has a purpose, like it serves a purpose and inflammation happens in the body after a workout for a reason, like your body's responding like, okay, we need to go to this area. There's a lot of tissue damage or muscle breakdown that we need to go bring nutrients, bring amino acids, bring whatever it is to help fix this or help rebuild it repair it yeah um so soreness is normal your body's just gonna try to get adapt to it Uh, but unless you can perform the next session then maybe you might want to look into those kind of recovery yeah and kind of like how you said like with um you know if you're a high level athlete you might want to use these a little more and whenever i'm not on competition prep i don't really incorporate these too too much like i do the foam roll and the percussion because i have those at home so you know i already paid for them so then you know i don't have to keep spending money uh, but whenever i am on competition prep i do incorporate the the um the others more like cryotherapy and you know like massage and flossing and scraping i do incor- incorporate that more um just because competition prep is so brutal i'm working out once or twice a day and my body's taking a lot more damage so usually about once a week or once every you know other week i i incorporate it which, yeah, that's which important. is which is considered once a week a lot. guys not every day <laughs> yeah which is considered you know a yeah. lot technically yeah you know once a week is there's some people that will take it to extreme. They might, we got to put into context of someone might be out there thinking, oh, well, I'm just going to put a, get into a cold bath after every workout. So I don't feel sore the next day, but no, that's, that's actually a negative. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, in, in the week, like if you, ha- if you have like scheduled rest days, you know, use your schedule, you know, your one or your, your, 
your one scheduled rest day to really focus on that recovery. Yeah, help you know? relax. Yeah. Put some candles out. <laughs> oh, okay. get, a, get a bath bomb, put candles yeah. out, put on the PR podcast and, uh, and just, just listen to our voices. And just listen to our sweet, <clears throat> sweet voice. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> let's move into like maybe the more important recovery methods. Yeah, and you kind of led into this when you started talking about like maybe on a, a rest day or like if you have an active rest day. So um, some of these methods would be really beneficial to use on one of these because um, like we're saying, a lot of the like glam methods or a lot of like the luxury methods, like they're bringing in blood flow, they're bringing in um, nutrients to the sore muscles or the areas. So if you're doing a rest day, like an active rest day, if you're active, does the same thing, like moving your body. So like if you're sore, it's natural to be like, I'm just going to lay in bed and just Netflix binge and but like moving your body and getting oxygen and blood and nutrients to the body like is going to promote that recovery and healing process. So if you're finding that you're sore after an exercise, the last thing you want to do is just stay still or like I, I don't know if you guys have ever like trained super hard and then like I don't know been on a road trip or then had to sit down like for class or a meeting or something and then you're super stiff like it's, when you it's get hard up, it's getting your legs to move yeah for sure. it's like <laughs> your body's already started that recovery process and like blood is pooling but like if you're not getting it circulated like it's gonna be tough like to try and get up and get moving but um a beneficial recovery method that's natural and anybody could do is movement. Just continue to move. Easy walking. I mean, that's one of the most beneficial things you can do. If you could even do it, um, find like a safe park or grass area, do it barefoot. You can ground while you're doing that, right? Let's, we can get all woo-woo. Did not just go there. Ground? Do you wow. know what grounding is? Your yes, when you take oh. off your socks and your feet and you step it on the floor. And yeah, you're exchanging energies with the earth. I'm not going to knock it. I've never tried and it. And vibrations and frequencies. Oh, How much? Yeah. There has to be... I know there's probably not. Is there science behind that? I mean, we could probably isn't, I'm, but so I'm pretty sure there's... I've, I'm sure somebody's got to be. Yeah, yeah. So like this is beneficial, like for people who travel like country to country and like suffer from jet lag. So what's been recommended for those people is uh, once you land in the new country or the new area that you're going to be staying in is to ground for 20 minutes in that area. So it kind of because we're receiving signals from our environment all the time, right? Like the sun, like our circadian rhythm is affected by sunlight. That's why. That's why there's such a big push for like, okay, blue screens, like it's making you feel so like that's part of the reason they're saying or they say that um, grounding is beneficial to like kind of synchronize your body to your environment. Okay. But anyway, so that, I mean, that's. Yeah, that's way off. Topic. But real quick, <laughs> now that I think about it, I remember you actually mentioned this or it might have been uh, LV. Shout out to your friend LV, oh, our friend yeah. LV. Um, yeah, she, I remember she mentioned that when I went to Virginia because I was like, I can't sleep and it it worked yeah so, yeah right? just we up. were actually and i still remember <laughs> yeah. that we were together uh, yeah. at renaissance yeah. and we saw you at the gym yeah so so that was that's i mean that's kind of where it came from but um anyway so walking walking barefoot so i ran cross country in high school and our coach actually had us run barefoot or walk barefoot after like long runs like on grass like because we're not used to that right like you're especially like if you're in chucks or vans and your feet are like in a fixed position, like walking on uneven ground is super beneficial for your ankles. And that's a trickle down effect. So when you're stepping, that's like a impact 
that's impact like for every single step. So when you're stepping like and your ankle gets to shift and move in different ways, like it's just, I don't know, working those stabilizers for that. Anyway, movement. Yes, let's move on. <laughs> got on a tangent. You're over here talking about grounding. Yeah. Uh, so we started. could go into uh, we can go into sauna. Uh, sauna is really good. That's phenomenal for increasing range of motion. Some people like to warm up with it, and some people like to end with sauna because it does release something called heat shock proteins, which basically it sends signals to your body to help grow and recover and help. Um, same thing like you said, a flush amino acids into the muscle. The science behind this um, has been getting pretty big as of late. Um, Dr. Uh, Rhonda, Rhonda Patrick. Rhonda Patrick. Yeah, she's the one who touches on it a lot with the science of it. And she she always brings up these heat shock proteins that um, is pretty much phenomenal. So it's great to do sauna about 15, 20, if you could do 30 minutes uh, post-workout after weight training. And that's going to release those heat shock proteins and that can help increase um, muscle growth, strength, recovery. And also you always get the benefit of increasing range of motion. Obviously, if you're moving in there and stretching out in the sauna, uh, just don't be that weirdo who's in there, you know, just with boxers on and just letting your sweat get on all these other people. Be considerate. And I think the reason we have it on this list is because most gyms now have a sauna or have saunas within them, but it's also, it can also be considered like a luxury thing if you don't have access to a sauna, right? You don't necessarily need to, pay maybe if you go for like a day spa or something but the benefit and the reason i'm mentioning is that the benefit kind of comes from like if you're doing it pretty regularly like with sauna so if you don't have access to a sauna regularly it might be it might not be worth it just to pay to go use it once or twice sporadically you know yeah and if your gym does have it um the research shows that you, this is something you could do daily Yes. So which is oh, yeah. pretty cool. Do do a daily uh, post workout if you have access to it. Um, so if you guys do, if you guys do go to the gym that has a sauna, um, try it out. And I think they said the dry sauna is a better not so not the steam room, but right. the actual sauna is uh, the better way to go for this uh, to help really release those uh, heat shock proteins. Also to help obviously strengthen your immune system, and especially if you're sick, you know, try to sweat stuff out. So little side benefits with that. Um, for the people, how long should they be in there? <laughs> well, 15, 20. And if you could do 30, do 30. But usually when I go in there, I'm about 15 tops 20 for me. And then really? I can, and I can, wow. I can I'm in there. there for 10 minutes and I'm out. out of there. Yeah. I'm like super dehydrated. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Okay. So when I, okay. I well, that. that's important to note too. Like you have to make sure anyways yeah. that you're hydrated yeah, because a lot people. of people have like fainted I and felt things dizzy like that. Yeah. Too, when so, I had to walk out. Yeah. And, and your body adapts. So like on a hotter day, if you walk in and you're already feeling kind of warm, like you might be more on the 15 minute range, but like on, like during the winter months, mm-hmm. like you might need to be in there a little bit longer. feel like you need to be in there a little bit longer just to warm up a little. Mm-hmm. All right. So since we touched on a lot of the luxury topics that had a lot to do with like, uh, cold therapy, um, so cryotherapy is also known as cold therapy, but what we could also categorize with that is like an ice bath or, um, and we, I think we're all like student athletes, like in high school. So we heard like the rice, like rest, ice, compress, elevate. Um, so there is some evidence, uh, promoting ice baths. Um, and for that effectiveness, one, because it's significantly less expensive, it serves the same purpose that a cryotherapy like chamber would work. Um, but basically it does the same thing. So like a $3 bag of ice, like from your local grocery store, if you have an ice maker at home and you just like stockpile it. Um, like if you do an ice bath for probably 
it would probably take a little bit longer than a cryotherapy because it's not going to get to that negative yeah, it's about 200. Yeah, about 10, 15 for that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, th that's what I would say. Yeah. Like, I would, it's hard to do that for 10 minutes. Uh, I thought it was a minute. <laughs> a, minute <laughs> a minute, a minute, I expect, a minute in, a minute out, a minute in, a minute out. <laughs> that's probably, I don't know. I, I mean, I that's what I saw Kobe do, so. So Kobe did it. Yeah. Um, Mamba. So, yeah, so ice, ice, uh, like a cold water immersion, that's actually been proven to be beneficial. And it's super low cost. So, and it does the same thing that a cryo chamber would do. Uh, it impacts the inflammation, like reduces um, systemic inflammation, like if you're feeling like super sore all over. So, that's that. And then, um, what else do we have? The most important one, sleep. Oh. Number one on everybody's list should be sleep. That should be number one on the top priority. So you should not prioritize anything else above sleep. Um, typical seven hours of sleep a night, yada, yada, yada. And I, under, I totally understand the difficulty to get your seven hours a night. Obviously, competitor, I work, you know, sometimes 11, 12 hour days. I have a newborn. So sleep can be very, very hard to, to get, but we have to prioritize it above everything else when it comes to recovery. Yeah. So if you're paying for all these methods or doing all these things to promote recovery and not even recovery, like to promote muscle building or adaptation, just like feeling good, then, and you're not prioritizing your sleep, then it's kind of like for no reason. So you're kind of canceling out all the benefits from the other methods. So sleep Again, like it just lets your body do what it's naturally intended to do. It shuts down all the systems, like your digestive system gets to shut down. Um, your brain gets to shut down. You're building all these new, what are they? Yeah, yeah new connections yeah. Yeah, neurologically. Um, it's, it's basically like a filter. It's like a detox basically for the brain. Um, like you said, it's good for the gut health as well. Like there's just so many big array of um, benefits that come from proper sleep yeah so it says like i think i saw like a hierarchy chart like you can go like weeks without eating food you can go maybe days without drinking water but you can't go like longer than a day or two like without sleep without feeling like serious like negative like negative effects from that so sleep is a huge uh that's your priority that's like your number one yeah and i know a lot of people they're probably listening to this right now as soon as we said the word sleep they're probably like <laughs> <laughs> and it's free yeah and and you know we totally understand that yeah life gets busy and with work and living in california you got to work a little bit more i would i would argue i mean some people just don't not not that it's not important i would say that people are just they don't prioritize sleep they yeah. could probably get enough but i mean how many people are at night on their phones mm -hmm. checking whatever it is that they're checking yeah. what is that that blue light yeah your we'll face probably and, do a whole nother like episode on on just the effects of like screens and yeah. screen time and because we're such a technology like age right now like there's screens everywhere like tvs phones like we're tied to it. it's like our yeah. second arm it's a, like another limb but yeah. yeah so i feel like yeah if, if you're going to be training if you're trying to change your body or you're trying to get stronger whatever it is you're trying to do that requires recovery i feel sleep should be prioritized like you need to make time for it it's not you can't just leave it all oh, just go to sleep at night no like you have to like block it in your day and mm -hmm. be like okay at this time 
everything's done no matter what mm-hmm. shut off the brain and try to go to sleep i feel like most people don't do that they're just like oh, i'll fall asleep whenever i get sleepy yeah like it well, doesn't work that see, way that's kind of nice because that's what we grew up like that's what babies do like they once they're tired they are fussy and they communicate it right but then they (laughs) shut down and as adults we fight that we fight that all the time Mm -hmm. and what we need to do is make it a routine we Mm -hmm. have a routine for the gym like we talked about this right like get ready like pre-workout water headphones music so we need to put that same energy and focus into like making a sleep routine like okay by this time every day i'm gonna shut down screens Maybe I'll turn off all my lights and just, you know, go by candlelight or go by, um, they have like salt lamps or like red lights um, and, you know, set up your room to where it's like a comfortable temperature. Make sure you handle everything that you can handle that day, but whatever else you can't, like what you shouldn't be up on your phone, like answering emails. Yeah. Like, so we need to make a routine and put like as much effort into sleep as we do, like into making a routine for exercise. Like if we're trying to prioritize that. And you'll be a better person because (laughs) better sleep, a lower cortisol, which is a stress hormone. So you're going to be, you'll be happier. You're going to be more friendly, less stress, more alert, more alert. Yeah. Like, especially if you have a job that requires a lot of focus, like you should be getting enough sleep. Like there's really no negatives behind it. The only negative is if you're doing it at work and you get fired. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i could tell when there's days when i don't get much sleep i'll get like five or six hours of sleep and i could probably feel good for that first day but it's always the second day when i start feeling kind of beat up and yeah. my my workouts aren't as good so it's, it's so definitely takes me, a toll that on was you. me during like grad school like my sleep was shit like it was yeah. not good at all and like and i felt it and it's like it's not like you can go like the whole five days of your week or however many days a week you work or go to school and then like okay i'll just sleep over the weekend it doesn't work like that your body can't repair five days worth of all these stressors right like it's like your day-to-day life your work your um schooling um maybe you're exercising too like you're that's still a stressor like Mm -hmm. as much as it feels like a de-stressor like it's still a stressor on your body and your systems so if you're not um mitigating that you like after every day that you can't catch up on sleep i know it feels like it sometimes like oh i need it you probably do but it's not going to be enough to counter out or counteract like all the other days of the week that you missed it that's funny you mentioned that because like uh <laughs> maybe like four days ago it was like on a saturday or something no no, no that was like a week ago actually i slept for 13 hours which was crazy i fell asleep like at 6 p.m you bum yeah <laughs> and i woke up at seven in the morning i was like whoa all these what? games i was like what's going on like yeah you woke up super lean you're you're, you're all, all muscular you're all yeah. covered like sleep yeah. is anabolic that's where you repair that's the time that like you mm. get to repair and like build all those muscles yeah, your so body we're talking games. Yeah. Too. yeah so mm-hmm. Um, and you want to go with like the natural rhythms too of sleep because a lot of people, and it's really hard, like if people have like swing shifts or like mm-hmm. work at night That's because tough. your body can't, like we were talking about this like a little bit joking earlier, but there is like, like actual like communications happening with your body and your environment. The sun, especially, um, we release melatonin in the evening once there's no more blue light or UV rays like coming through. And cortisol raises raises in the morning once 
sunlight starts peeking through the window or once we're starting to like wake up cortisol is what wakes us up melatonin is what puts us to sleep so we can try to blunt those and mess with those with caffeine and stimulants and all that all day but um you really should try to like kind of go along with the rhythm of like your environment Mm -hmm. of like of the day so how many hours would you say that people need to be getting how many hours of sleep typically like seven minimum and it's gonna vary person to person because i've heard a range of like from six to nine hours that's mm-hmm. that's like kind of what you want but it's gonna be so different like say i mean if you're going through like traumatic experiences like with family or like you're going through like really high stress times like at work or school or, or you know wherever or you're just physically beat up like it might be more it might mm-hmm. be less it might vary day to day so like i would say like a good standard is what we always get preached about right like seven to eight hours yeah just to be safe and um, there, there is some research out there saying that there's a very small population of people that have a genetic mutation. I know you probably have heard this before yes. where some people can do four hours of sleep and be perfectly fine, function normal, like the same amount of like uh, recovery that this, like a seven hour normal person would get super small percentage of the population has that. Um, don't just assume you have it though and be like, Oh, that's me. Yeah. I, I, that's I'm me. perfect. Talking yeah. four hours. Don't you get don't to assume. your 30. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't just assume that. Um, and another, I think we go into another recovery um, topic is obviously nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. Nutrition and is Let me huge. just mention one more thing about mm-hmm. sleep. So go it's like it. sleep, you can be asleep for eight hours, but if you're not in REM sleep or deep sleep, mm, then that's not that's recovering. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and we can talk about sleep at a whole no- another episode, get really That is a very it, but, deep topic. And yeah. I think that'd be phenomenal to do on, 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 on another episode. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But so my favorite. Yeah. Eating. <laughs> you are. Eating. You're literally a master in this. <laughs> yes. This is so, what you. This yeah, is what you do. Food and nutrition. Like so. Number one, and, and we can need to talk about like what we use, like or what we do. But like so, number one is gonna be your hydration. Like when, if we're talking prioritizing like nutrients for recovery, like let's say hydration and H two O. Like there's oxygen there, and blood has oxygen. Like oxygen is what your body needs like there's all these like systems in your body that are specifically made to just get oxygen to your cells to your muscles that's what promotes repair that's what promotes it's like anabolic right like that's gonna make you have all kinds of gains so um if you're not hydrated like you can kind of skip everything else i mean (laughs) i guess aside from sleep yeah um what else uh I, i mean Obviously, like um, if you are weightlifting, make sure you get the right amount of protein in. Uh, protein carries amino acids that helps with uh, rebuilding the muscle. It helps reduce inflammation. Um, same thing. It's very anabolic. Um, mm-hmm. And make sure you get your macro and your not just your macronutrients, but also your micronutrients. Make sure you're eating your greens. Make sure you're taking a good, solid multivitamin that you're able to break down and digest properly. Um, that plays a huge role, especially me being on competition prep. I'm at a deep deficit and I am deficient in a lot of my micronutrients because I don't bring in a lot of um, a lot of food. So I have to make sure I double, triple up on my greens daily and that I'm also taking a really good multivitamin and just to help supplement for what I'm not getting through actual nutrition itself. And once I started to implement my micronutrients a lot more efficiently during this hard cut, my recovery, my sleep has gotten better. Like getting to that stage three, that REM sleep has gotten phenomenally so much better. My energy levels are better. My workouts are better. So for me, if I skip on my micronutrients, which a lot of people do, 
just day to day. A lot of people don't take a multivitamin. A lot of people don't eat their greens. A lot of people don't really focus on these. You would feel so much better. So, and, and let me, so with multivitamins and greens, those are going to be a luxury thing too. Like you still yeah. want to prioritize food. No, no, like I'm food, talking, no, I'm talking greens, like actual, like broccoli, asparagus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like no, I'm, talking about, yeah greens, I'm talking about food, food. And the compounds in those foods, like are going to be like the antioxidants, the like high levels of all these like anti-inflammatory yeah, iron, compounds. zinc, magnesium, all that good stuff. So, and a good rule of thumb, like especially for muscle recovery, is think like the reds and purples and blues. Like so foods, especially fruits um, and some vegetables that have those colors have their anthocyanins. So that's the compound in the foods that gives it that purple, red or green or purple, red or green, purple, red or blueish hue. That's the color. Um, and those are super high, like highly effective antioxidants, especially for muscles. So mm-hmm. we're talking berries, um, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, cherries um, have been studied, like especially like in um, like cardiovascular like type or endurance type of sports. Like they've used cherries and um, cherry extract like for mitigating soreness and like helping uh, reduce inflammation, like specifically Um but I mean, berries in general are just like a really, I mean, I don't necessarily like the term, the term superfood, but they kind of are like they provide so many nutrients for such little calories or like little powerhouses. I love berries. Yeah. And nice. the glycemic index is a little bit lower too. So if you are like diabetic, um, your chance of insulin spiking is yeah. a, a little bit lower. And that, that doesn't mean to go eat cupfuls and yeah. splurge on them, <laughs> you know, have yeah. it in moderation. But if you're going to have, if you have a choice between like some cake or like some berries or, or and you're, yeah, yeah, yeah you like eat the bag of blueberries like if you yeah. have to um what else for for protein? nutrients yeah so i mean yeah yeah protein and you want to make sure um so i think we're all omnivores like we eat meat and vegetables but we eat meat so like a complete protein is going to be super important it has all 21 amino acids um vegans and vegetarians have to be a little bit more careful in how they pair and like source their protein um just to make sure they get like the full array of aminos um there's a lot of talk and like trend about like collagen protein um that's not a complete protein like it does have uh some benefit for like skin and and joints and like things like that but even then that's super minimal it's just trendy and it's you know, people are all about collagen, bone broth and stuff. So, um, but you want complete proteins. And if you want quick and easy whey protein or casein protein, like they're both like complete sources, super quick and nutritious, like, and, and depending on the brand mm-hmm. and convenient. Um, otherwise, meat has all the protein and all the amino acids that you could. Yeah. Eat. Food show is to be the priority over. Yeah. And how much protein should someone be consuming what's a good so if you're weight training um and there was like i just did like an info uh, a couple months ago like an infographic on this but like there's a 0.8 to 1 grams of protein per pound of body weight and that's going to be like a good range like to start in right like so if you're finding that you're um having trouble hitting that like that should be your goal if you're hitting that pretty easily but you're also like weight training like so like joseph since you're on prep and like especially so you're prepping for a Mm -hmm. powerlifting competition i mean protein 
you can go upwards of like 1.5 grams per I mean there's a lot of people a lot of uh like a couple years ago that were promoting like two grams per pound of body weight and that's Oof. a little excessive um probably okay your your body you're not gonna have kidney damage like mm -hmm. a lot of people were saying um your body can metabolize it and you get rid of what you don't need but um a good range just and especially to leave room for all the rest of the nutrients that you need is like we'll say like 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight perfect all right i have my so, refeed today Nice. What are you having? <laughs> Since we're on the topic of this of, of nutrition, Cops. so me being at, me being at a super deep deficit, you know, after so many weeks, you know, we get that refeed and it shocks the metabolism, shocks the body, and it also is mainly to help re restore the glycogen in the muscle and fill me up and all that stuff. So today, I get my refeed. Pancakes mm. are definitely on the menu mm. a lot. From nice. where or who's? Probably homemade, them? to be honest. Huh? Well, homemade for sure, but I'm definitely gonna stop by Denny's. What? Yeah, they have those. Nice. Uh, they have honey wheat pancakes. Uh, we went oh. to Denny's, and I and I ordered. Oh them, yeah, remember? yeah. Did you order? Yeah. Them? I don't know. I had some like weird, horrible meal. But anyway, continue. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, you had a weird. Like, I got the same thing out of a salad. Yeah, exactly. For, for you, is embarrassing. For yeah, Annie, it's, okay. it's a protein wrapped chicken, <laughs> and you got bacon. You got bacon on the side. Anyways, it was pigs. a fine meal. <laughs> honey wheat, honey wheat pancakes. All right, I guys. So hey, we're gonna get. We're, let's do the takeaways and maybe like the key points yeah. that people should you know use. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. So Annabelle, so, yeah. Uh, takeaways, least important to most important. Okay, so least important, if you can afford it, if you absolutely feel like you need to use these methods, cupping, cryo, scraping, percussion, massage, um, electrostim, which we didn't really talk about, but um, and, and foam rolling, if you're talking recovery. So those would be your last resorts. Your number one priorities are going to be sleep, hydration, um, nutrition, so getting the right amount of protein, getting the right amount of antioxidants, from vegetables and fruit, and then um, mobility. So you want to keep moving your body, keep oxygen and blood and nutrients flowing through the muscles. Nice. I love it. All right. All right, guys. This was the PR podcast. Uh, again, this is Joseph, Annabelle, and Morgan. Uh, make sure you guys keep sending your questions to the Instagram page. Um, we will be sure to get to them and cover more in depth of any topics you guys want to hear more about. Uh, we love it, guys. Keep sending them in, keeping commu communication, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Bye.